Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. All right, so I want to introduce you all, the whole world, to my new BFF, Erin Marcus. <laughs> she is amazing. I am so glad to be able to introduce her to you because it hasn't been that long that since I was introduced to her in all honesty, and it's just like instant connection, someone you want in your life, someone you want in your world. And um, and now you get to have her in yours as well. As I'm pressing buttons, I'm trying to close stuff out. Right. I, space. I am super, super, super stoked to have you, Erin. And, and I told you already, we're going to do all the formal stuff yep. in the show notes and all that. Just tell everybody who you are and tell us something they're not going to read in your bio. Oh my God, you have no idea what you door you just opened. All right, Erin Marcus, Conquer Business. I'm a international speaker, author, and business coach. Yes. That's the, you know, now that the labels are out of the way. So here's something about me because I'm only, I'll, I'll give you three things because they kind of go together. I'm only five feet tall. So I didn't know that. Are, no way. Are you serious? Oh, dude, I am five feet. I am little. I am a I full weigh, foot taller than you. I'm almost six feet. <laughs> I am five feet tall. I spent, I, you know, I'm older now. So I, I was a hundred pounds for most of my life, you know, soaking wet. I am not a big person. However, I have been a, I was a competitive power lifter since I was 19 years old. Oh. I have boxed. I've been a boxer. And when I was 40 and I left corporate America to own my, open my first business that I owned and was completely freaked out, I knew I needed to do something that would take me completely out of that feeling. Right. And going to the gym is not that for me because I have done it for so long that except for those few seconds where you're lifting the really heavy weights, my mind will still wander because it's, I've just been doing it too long. My body, muscle memory, body knows how to do it. So at 40 years old, there's videos, there's pictures and no, you can't have them. (laughs) I maybe a picture. I decided to learn how to figure skate. What? So at 40 years old, I took adult figure skating classes. And by that fall, went from Chicago to San Francisco, where I won a blue ribbon in an adult beginner's. I did it. You don't understand. 
blue sequin dress. I'd really love him at the time. I grew up in the 80s. I had the matching scrunchie, right? I'm an 80s girl. Had the blue glittery scrunchie, had the sprinkles on my white ice skates. And I did my 90 second routine because I'm an 80s rocker girl to landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Of course you did. That makes perfect <laughs> sense for me. That I is not that. in my bio. I am looking that up somewhere. I'm going to get evidence of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is yep that's a, that's some good stuff that's a really good stuff what what cracks me up is we're in two different states on the opposite sides of the world i can't wait to stand beside you because i literally <laughs> full, full foot taller than you oh, I, so one of my absolute best friends is a foot taller than me and her other best friend is my size and we stood up at her wedding right <laughs> so here she is and this is you know in the beautiful strapless dress the presenting the bosoms right and here's kim and i standing you know on either side right of at it. Right? Right at them. <laughs> oh my goodness that's hilarious oh god yeah. I, I gotta watch you we could talk all day let me get to the questions get to the good <laughs> stuff get to the good stuff oh my Not goodness. That, that wasn't unexpected and i'm i'm weird i just am i've embraced it I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I have been so excited to ask you this question because I know more about what you do. And I'm like, oh my God, Aaron's going to have the best answer for this question. No pressure. No pressure. But because of what you teach, and I'm going to have you share that in a moment as well. Who did you have to become okay. in order to experience the level of success you currently enjoy? I just, it's so, oh my God. So we're leading like, and I didn't know you're the same age as me. I'm six months older than you. That's it. I have the exact same age. So I just had this conversation yesterday with an amazing, amazing attorney um, out, out of New Jersey. Uh-huh. And this is how she answered it. And we had a beautiful conversation about it because I, ha- I have the same way. I had to become me instead of everything everybody told me I was supposed to be, which yeah. never felt like me. I come out of corporate America. I had the big fancy job in financial services with the white men who exactly six foot one with the short gray hair and the blue suit, right? I mean, the most homogeneous group of people you've ever met in your life. And I, I was lucky because once I proved I was smart, once I proved I could do things, I was able to kind of let the freak flag fly a little bit and get away with some stuff that not everyone could really do. Right. But I never, every time I would get dressed to go to a meeting, I felt like I was shopping in someone else's closet. Wow. I had to like in, and one of the things I say about getting older is how much I, the best thing about getting older is how much I don't care anymore. Yeah. And I didn't see the real successes that I'm really so freaking grateful to be experiencing now until I got so unapologetically me. Mm, You know, I got to bring it out. (laughs) Orange applause because unapologetically me is a place that few women ever find themselves. And it's a battle. Don't get me wrong. I'm oh, not going to no. 
I am never going to say for a second that I don't have my moments of imposter syndrome and I don't have my moments like, okay, so I got my purple suede jacket on today. You, one of the promises I made to myself is you will never see me in a blazer. That's it. You will yeah. never see me in a blazer again. Yeah. Yeah. I hear because you. Because it's, totally. even if it looked good on me, yeah. it's this block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, what's really funny and I'm like, God, there's just, there's so many commonalities that are just baffling. I don't think I told you this. I'm going to send you a picture, right? Okay. So you can see that just last year, year before last, not year before last, I shaved off the side of my hair, same way like you did. Same exact thing. I'm going to send you a picture so you can see for real that this happened. Matter of fact, on my Facebook page, the whole I five look. five things. Yes. I okay, you'll see. I'm like, oh my God. It was totally shaved because I was in that place of, so remember, I ran, I worked for a corporate staffing company, then I ran a staffing company. I remember sitting in my desk in my office, by the way, that I ran, still feeling like, who the heck am I being here? I just, I didn't love it. I felt like I had taken a brand, slapped my name on it and called it a business. You know what I mean? It was just so what you're saying. You almost have to go through, this is so funny. You know how you're never supposed to cut your hair after a breakup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You almost have to go through that type of iteration of yourself. Yeah. Where you get so frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I said this in my presentation at your event, and and it's just one of the things that's been stuck in my head lately, is if you are one of those beautiful people that are motivated by rainbows and puppies and unicorns, more power to you. I am motivated to change when I get so freaking annoyed and frustrated with myself that I just can't take it anymore. And then I do something drastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then that drastic is the right thing to do. And I was too scared to do it without the impetus of the dumpster fire that had to come before it. Yeah. Wow. That is so good. So, so how much easier would our life be if we didn't wait for dumpster fire? Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. What if we could just make the decision when we knew it was on the inside, we know something has to change, right? We know that we are suffocating in our current state but we stay there and we, we wait there. until something pushes us into that shift that I'm like, why, why not just make the shift right now? You know, why not just step easy? in? Right. What if it were easy? How easy am I going to allow this to be? Yeah. I love that. Cause I'm girl, I'm looking at things right now. I'm like, man, I knew I needed, I knew I needed to do, to do that. I knew I needed to face that. I knew I needed to handle that. And here I am. Because right. I was forced to do it, right? So let's right. Not, stop the forcing. <laughs> stop the forcing. How much, you know, and it took me, like, with, with Conquer Business, it took me a while, and I was talking to one of my coaches. It might have even just been yesterday because they're all melding together now. Yeah. But it, it's when it finally gets to the point where it's fun. Mm, yeah. Instead of the struggle. And, you know... When do you get to the, and and it's amazing how, like when you finally get to the point when it's fun and not a struggle and you're not holding yourself back and you're being you. So it's easy because you don't have to pretend and you're doing the things you're supposed to do because they're easy. And that's when the results come in. The results don't come when you're struggling. 
Yes. And so you just stay in the struggle. And it's once you let go, not that we don't work hard because we know we work hard, but there's a big difference between working hard and struggle. I know that's right. So interestingly, you know, we're on a networking school and we talk a lot about that piece, but this is a thing that you just, you just like changed the world for somebody because people are like, but I don't know what to say and I don't know who to talk to and blah, blah, blah. But when we get to that place of being so comfortable in your own skin, being so clear about who you are, being in that place of, you know, here I am, love it or love or not, it's okay. That's when you don't walk into an event going, I do this, or you're feeling like you got to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk to convince someone to like you. That's where that happens. You just said it is so awesome. Well, in the part that you almost went over too quickly, that's so true is when you get to the point where it's okay. It's okay. It's It's okay. okay. Everybody's not for me and I'm not for everybody. Thank you. I'm Perfect. glad about that. Makes my life easier to know that. Yes. Because there's some people I encounter, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not for them. <laughs> I'm so glad they're not for me. We, we just right. don't belong. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, um, in my last business that I had, one of the other owners, and I used to say all the time, the only thing better, the only thing better working with than working with a client you love is no longer working with a client. I know. <laughs> So very true. God, that's a whole thing. That's a whole other podcast. We're going to have to come back and talk about that. So let me ask you this. What have been the most important, who have been the most important connections in your life? The most important connections in my life. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'll go two different routes with this. Number one, the person who is the natural connector. Mm-hmm. I love that, by the way. I, I'm a natural connector. In my last business, I made it a mission to be the person who knew every. Like, it was like a second business for me. Yeah. I referred out $6 million in real estate when I owned that business because my business was real estate adjacent, so I came across a lot of opportunity. Okay. And so the natural connectors in the world, like Amber, who introduced you and I, Yes. The people who just have an innate ability to say, huh, you feel like you belong with this person. Let me introduce you. Yeah. So I love doing that. And I am just monumentally grateful when somebody does it for me because yeah. that's how you raise your circle. That's how you grow your circle. That's how you I mean, it's really, it's the visibility piece, but also the connecting piece. And then the others are just mentors, whether it was in my corporate job. um, I learned business. So I have coaches and I've had amazing, amazing coaches. I've had some not so great coaches, but I've had some amazing coaches who pushed me to do more. But I also, I was really lucky. And I, I do know how lucky I was in my corporate job. One of my bosses was really more of a true mentor, and he took me to every freaking meeting I had no business being at, way above my pay grade. Yeah. And I would just sit there, and I won't even pretend that I was quiet, but I would at least sit there, and I would take notes. Mm-hmm. And then we would go out to dinner, and I would ask him, what did this mean? What did this mean? What did this mean? I didn't feel stupid. Yeah. I wasn't scared to ask him. Usually by the third time I'm asking the same questions, I'm finally understanding it. Cause this was, I'm blue collar Chicago. My dad was a cop, Chicago public schools, never even freaking went. Yeah. So this was not a world I had been exposed to. 
Right. And he just exposed me to the business side of business. And every month when we run the reports, we would sit down and he would teach me how to run the, read the reports. Wow, that's and he would teach, what are we looking for? What's right? So by the time I went and got my MBA, mm-hmm. I had a way to apply it. It wasn't just theoretical. I was yeah. applying it to our company. Wow. And that's so, fantastic. yeah, I mean, and it just changed my world because one of the things I learned in that process is the difference between the people who have something and the people who don't have something mm-hmm. is access to information. Wow. It's access to information because it's not that there's not financial tools out there for lower income folks. Mm-hmm. It's just that they don't know they exist. Yeah. They don't know. Nobody's telling them because the people who sell those things need to earn a living too. And that's not where, I mean, it's access to the information and what he did was open up all this information. And I've been lucky where I've had that a couple times in my life where somebody just pulled back the curtain. Yeah. On yeah. Stuff I didn't even knew existed. Right. That's so valuable. It's priceless, actually. Oh. And for those of you all who are listening to this and thinking that you have to, you know, first of all, you have to be something else than who you are. But if you're really wanting to make an impact in people's lives, Give them exposure. Give them access. That is the greatest gift. There's a woman who may or may not ever hear this. Her name is Margaret Dunwoody. Margaret Dunwoody was my operations or area manager for a staffing company I used to work for. First real job, right out of school. First real job. And she was, you know, she was a tough cookie. You know, people would hear Margaret coming and be like, what are you doing? Are you doing yourself? You know, it was, it was that. But she was amazing in that. She made sure she opened doors for me specifically. I'm sure she did it for others and gave me opportunities to grow that I would have never had. I wouldn't be where I am today. I say this all the time. I would not be where I am today, absent of Margaret Dunwoody. And there's lots of others as well. But she would send me out on sales calls with people when I didn't think I could sell. I didn't think I belonged there. You know, and make me go and then come back, just like you said, and ask me questions about what did I hear? What did I learn? And all of those things. So I fully. And I think, so here's the thing that connects us back to what we started talking about with who you have to be. Mm -hmm. Because I get as much doing this for other people as I got from it doing for people did it for me. But here's the thing. You cannot do it if you're insecure. Say that again. Wait a if minute. Are, Wait a minute, Aaron. Go back and say that if again. You are, if you have a Ooh, that's good. poverty mindset, if you have a lack mentality, if you are too insecure because you think Girl. that if I get a client, that means one less client for you, then you will never open the door for somebody else. Mm. The one, you know, I'm a solo quote unquote preneur now, and you will never hear the words out of my mouth that I did something. Yeah. And so many times I have had people say, oh, do you have other coaches? No, you don't understand. I have a virtual assistant. I have a marketing tech person. Yeah. And if you think for one minute that I'm doing the cool things that you see. Right. There's no way. Yeah. So it's sure. not me. Yeah. And if you can't give because you're too scared that you lose by giving you're actually holding yourself back because people will feel that and then they won't give to you. 
So true. You, again, just dropped a gem that I hope somebody picks up, runs with, and changes everything because a lack mindset. So this is the funny thing. So, Aaron, I could talk about this because I have totally been there. I've totally been there. I have missed huge opportunities because you do what I do. What if you steal my clients? What if you say something more brand than I say and they like you better? You know what I mean? That kind of recess crap. (laughs) It's like stuff for people, right? It's fear-based. It's totally fear-based. And I believe that when we, because again, I, I, I remember being there, when we see that there really is enough, that we really, we use that word abundance without mm-hmm. really embracing it. If we truly believe in abundance, then there's no, there's no reason for us to hoard. So there's a, a thing, my husband teaches this thing about hoarding versus having. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference, right? Because it's like, right. if I have all of these things, but I don't see it as I, they're all mine, I'm the only one that can keep them, don't even look at my stuff, versus having, and it's like, Aaron, here, take this, yeah. have this. Introduce, let me introduce you to this person you need to know. Yeah. That is the difference that many entrepreneurs, unfortunately, because the, the switch hasn't switched for them yet, if you will. Well, it hasn't switched, but also one of the things that, I'm also not, because I am a very empathetic person. There is a balance between being empathetic and being enabling. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so many entrepreneurs who, and this goes back to if you're not being authentically you, if you're not working just in your genius zone and you're trying to be everything you're not, you don't have the bandwidth to kind of embrace the abundance because you're too exhausted and you're just holding on so tight because you have worked so hard. And the crazy thing is it doesn't happen until you let go. But our instinct when we were, when we've worked so freaking hard to get to where we want, where we are, especially if we didn't come from it. Yeah. Yeah. Or we had to go through God only knows what we've all gone through. Right. You right. just hold on so tight because you fought so hard. And it's just, it just is one more level of why it is hard to embrace who you are and why it is hard to let go yeah. so that you can share and there can be more for everybody. Good Lord, woman. I definitely, definitely am going to want to talk to you some more because there's so, this can take us in so many different places. And the most important thing is, is that it can also cause people to literally shift from being stuck to being free. Because I know what the freedom, the liberty that comes with embracing the fact that number one, I'm good all by myself, meaning, and I don't mean like alone. I mean, I'm good just being myself, right? I'm good being myself. And, and I don't have to hoard. I don't have to, you know, to be afraid of someone stealing something, thinking that it's only for me. Who do you feel like you're uniquely gifted to serve, Aaron? Who am I uniquely gifted to serve? I... I love working with smart people. I am uniquely gifted to serve because it was my story of someone who has had success in a job, in a corporate job, in another situation. And now they've become an entrepreneur. Mm. And they're like, I don't get it. I'm smart. I'm working hard. Why isn't any of this working? And it's because what I've learned is everything that made you amazing in your job will freaking kill you as an entrepreneur. Because businesses and large companies are risk adverse. Every decision that they make is, what's my ROI? Will we get sued? Keep me off the front page of the paper for the wrong reason, right? I mean, that's every corporate decision is based on those three things. For an entrepreneur, 
all of our success is based on how much risk can you handle and maybe there should be two or three steps that are automated so when you pass out it still happens right <laughs> it still goes it doesn't need you because you're like you know under the table going oh my god <laughs> right so between that aspect and the fact that no matter how fancy your job was and like I said I used to be very very fancy yay me yeah still part of a process yeah you're part of a process the work shows up you do your piece, the person after you is waiting for it. And when you are an entrepreneur, that you have to create yeah. every little piece of your process, which means every little, you know, harebrained horror, fear, insecurity that never had an opportunity to surface before now comes blaring to the top. Wow. So it's that smart, hard worker, they understand, they're willing to try. In case you haven't, you know, this will not come as a surprise to you. Victimy people who like to blame everyone else for everything that goes wrong, they don't like me. I bet. <laughs> I, bet <they> don't. <laughs> I bet they run. <laughs> they don't like me. Yeah. And so because that's my story as well, mm. I get it on a different level because I've been there. And um love working with those folks because once you show it to them and tweak it and get the wins because that's another thing that I think people freak out about there are very 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 few people I've ever worked with where I'm like no we got to scrap this and do something completely different it's all yeah. just a series of tweaks yeah yeah it's yeah. all just a series of tweaks and so people who will embrace it and just try yeah they just can make try. it I love it. I love it. Good gracious. I wish we had more time. This time we don't, but we will do this again. We will do this again. Please tell everyone how to get in touch with you. Awesome. So the very easy, easy, easiest way is Erin, E-R-I-N, at conqueryourbusiness.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. It's Erin Marcus, Conquer Your Business. I swear I'm not hiding. <laughs> I'd kind of be scared if you couldn't find me right now. I bet. I bet. So by the time this airs, it'll be like early December, but Erin and I just finished a conference where she was one of our sponsors, amazing speakers, one of the best, absolutely. I know what she says, what she can do, she can back it up. And I encourage you to re reach out to her, um, check out her site, whatever she has, go grab it. Make sure you everywhere. <laughs> yeah, grab her stuff, make some time to talk with her. You will not be disappointed. She will help you conquer your business. Thank you, Erin. Thank you thank so much you, for being thank here. You. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.